Hey everyone, welcome back to Motherhood WTF. Tonight I sit down with Ashley, who tells me the crazy story of how she had her second child in her moving vehicle. It's a crazy story, it is beyond entertaining, and I cannot wait for you guys to hear it. So let's get into it. I'm super excited to have you on this episode. This is the fourth episode, so slowly getting my bearings here. Um, And today on this week's episode, I have Ashley here with me, and she has a crazy story about how she had her second child in her car. So I'm so excited to hear about it. I'm so excited to hear all the gory details, but first, can you introduce yourself? You know, where are you from? How many Mm -hmm. kids do you have? Any fun hobbies? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So my name is Ashley. I'm 34. Um, I live in the Tampa area with my husband, Nick. We have two kids. Our first was born in the height of the COVID pandemic in June of 2020, Um, and uh, he's our son. And then our second was born last summer. Our daughter is now uh, nine months old today. Oh, congrats. How cool. And I have a question about the COVID baby phenomenon. Like, do you feel like your baby is developing, like, their skills faster because they were born in the height of the pandemic? Like, I've heard people saying, like, feel like my baby's smarter like all these things they people say that the kids that were grow that were born in 2020 just grow up so much faster have you seen it's, that it's so hard to compare because he was my firstborn. oh okay right, right. but it, it's definitely odd looking at him and wondering like what he thought about the outside world when we finally started venturing out yeah. and he finally started to do things like go to daycare and everyone was wearing a mask and how it must seem so normal to him because it's all he's ever known. But to us, it was so weird. Right. Um, but it, it certainly was a, a weird and isolating way to start my motherhood journey because no mom and me classes. Yeah. There was no way for me to meet other parents, um, pick up did and drop Did you do off. like a, a drive-by baby shower situation? <laughs> <laughs> we, we did like Zoom baby oh, showers, okay. <laughs> like all that kind of stuff. Um yeah. And pick up and drop off at daycare was even outside. So I didn't even see my son's daycare class until he had already been there for like a year. Which is so, it's just so bizarre to like start your motherhood journey off like that and not have like a support system in that village. Um, But now things seem to have um, sort of returned back to normal, right? In the time that my son's actually socializing. So now I'm trying right. to reach out to other parents and like, hey, let's have play dates. Let's meet up at the park. And, and, and make meeting other parents work. is hard. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah. And then you meet them and that's one thing. But then maybe like they're not, you know, you don't see eye to eye on certain things or like, you know, and then it's just so hard to find, first of all, mom friends, but second yeah. of all, mom friends that you actually like like and get along with (laughs) I've noticed that myself right right I've heard a lot of people compare it to dating and I'm like you're so right it's like you have a checklist of like what you're looking for in a friend (laughs) yeah like have you ever heard of the peanut app it's literally tinder for moms (laughs) (laughs) that's so great like you have you like okay I want to pick the profiles that make me like the photos that make me look the best and it's totally like a dating profile (laughs) 
well, let's get on to what the people want to hear. Yes. (laughs) Which is how you had a baby in your car. Like, I want to hear the whole thing. Like, how did it happen? How did you know you were going into labor? Like, I just want to hear the whole nine yards. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So, um, to give a little background on my first birth, um, my water broke with my son two weeks early. So, that was my first sign of labor, which is quite an obvious one. Um, And my contractions really took a long time to pick up. So we had a long time before we even went in to get checked. And then I was only two centimeters. So they sent me back home. And so my first labor experience was extremely long. I did not even end up getting an epidural until like 24 hours after my water broke. And I thought by that point when I was begging for the epidural, Uh I thought I was in transition because I was like in excruciating pain. I'm Mm -hmm. like, I think I'm about to have this baby in triage where they're checking me. And they check me. They're like, you're only at a four and a half. (laughs) And that's the worst feeling, too. You're like, I have to be near the end. Like, check again, check again, check again. Yes, right? I was like, there's no way. This baby's coming out of me in 10 minutes, right? No. No. He took like another 12 hours after that before he came out. With this baby, I actually started having prodromal labor like a month before she came. So, so what does every, that mean? Yeah, it's like false labor contractions. It's like real, your, oh. your your uterus is actually contracting, but it's like practicing and they kind of, they don't pick up in intensity or get, get closer together. So it's not actually like active labor. So, so kind of like, like Braxton Hicks, right? Yes, that's, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I would wake up in the morning and I would have some little like mild contractions and I'd tell my husband, I think today's the day we should be ready to go later. And then two hours later they would die off and be totally done. And I'd feel defeated. I was like, Oh, there, there it is. So for a whole month, I'm like, basically like, Oh, today's the day we're having a baby. So the day before I gave birth was my actual due date. so I had my 40 week appointment. I went to see my midwife and I was like, get this baby out of me. I'm done being right. pregnant, you know? So she gave me a, she gave me a membrane sweep uh-huh. and she was like, I really, you're going to have this baby in like 24 hours. And I was like, great. Awesome. I can't wait. Can't wait to have this baby. And so I left. So I had a little bit of um, like forewarning that it was probably going to be the next day. But also, like, I have to say, I had two of those membrane sweeps, and my son did not want to go anywhere. So it's yeah. by no means a guarantee. Oh, for sure not. Yeah. Sure not. It's like that baby has to be ready to go. But I yeah. think she said I was, like, dilated to maybe a three at that point. Uh-huh. And she's like, I really, I think this baby is ready. I think it's going to be tomorrow. And I was like, okay, that's what I, I'm ready tomorrow. Yeah. So the next day, I'm, like, sitting on my yoga ball. I mean, I woke up like I did every morning where I was having those, like, mild contractions, but they were very far apart. It was nothing intense. It was, like, very mild period cramps. So I'm sitting on my yoga ball, like, cleaning up my emails from work, wrapping some things up. (laughs) Still working, too. (laughs) And one of the funniest parts of this is my boss calls me around, like, 11 a.m. that morning, and she's like, Uh hey, I just want to check on you. And I was like... Well, I've been having contractions for the last couple of hours, and they haven't gone away yet, so I really think it could be today. And I was like, but, like, I basically feel like I've cried wolf so many times, like, over the past month. 
Right. That when I actually go into labor, I don't think I'm going to even believe that it's real. And I'll probably end up giving birth in the car. You said that, that is to what I said to her on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> this was like 11 o'clock. I just, I just knew that there was something about what was happening with these like false contractions that like right. by the time my body was actually ready to go into labor, it was going to end up being really quick. Right. So sure enough, like the contractions just weren't going away though. And so I was like, all right, I, I'm talking to my husband. I'm like, I really think today's it. Make sure the bags are in the car. Like the car seat was already installed. The bags had been packed for weeks, you know, so right. like put the bags in the car and, you know, we'll probably, we're sitting there talking, like, I guess like we'll probably have my mom pick my son up from daycare because we might uh-huh. end up going to the hospital tonight. Right. So we're kind of thinking, we're like, oh, this will probably pick up an intensity. We'll go to the hospital tonight. Maybe I'll get my epidural. I can sleep for a few hours and give birth tomorrow morning. And you know, it's funny, like for the people who have never had a child before, like they're mm-hmm. probably listening and being like, why isn't there more urgency with this? Yeah. And so I have to chime in and say like, my husband was so sick of my shit because <laughs> I constantly was like, today's the day, let's yes, go, put the exactly. bags in the car. Like if he had like a dollar for every time he had to put those bags in the car, drive me to the hospital, have me embarrass myself, and then get back in the car, go back home with no baby, and unload the bags. Like, he would would have a good amount of money. So I totally get it. (laughs) And so, like, you know that the rule is you're supposed to wait until your contractions are about five minutes apart, lasting for a minute for at least an hour. Right. So they always tell you, well, until your contractions are, like, at that pattern, don't even bother coming in. So, I mean, I'm on my contraction app timer. I'm timing them, and they're all over the place, 15 minutes apart, 20 minutes apart, 30 minutes apart, 15 minutes apart. I think the closest ones were maybe seven minutes apart, and I'd get all excited, and then the next (laughs) one would be, like, in 20 minutes. And I'd be sitting there having a conversation with my husband, and, like, when we were done, he's like, are you still having contractions? And I'm like, yeah, I had three while we were talking just now. But, like, that's how mild it was, right? It was, like, that yeah. very early mild labor where it's, like. And they, they also don't want you to go in until you're, yeah. like, they say, I think they told me, like, don't come in until you can't speak through them. Like, it's so painful exactly. that it stops you. Exactly. Yeah. So, I, I, I text, it was, like, maybe 2.30 or 3 o'clock, and I texted my doula, who was supposed to come to my house first, because uh-huh. our, our plan was, like, I want to try to stay at home as long as I can and mm-hmm. withstand the, the contractions at home as long as I can before I go to the hospital. And I was kind of thinking this time, if my labor was going to be quick, that maybe I could try it without the epidural, right? That was, mm-hmm. like, a, a potential goal. Let me try. But, like, if I need to get the epidural, it's there and I can ask for it, right? Right. So, of course, I didn't end up having the option, but we'll get there. (laughs) But it's good that in my head I was already potentially planning on having an unmedicated birth because I needed to have that, like, you know, that that, mindset in the time. Uh (laughs) So, um, So I texted my doula and I was like, just to give you a heads up, like, these contractions aren't going away. So, you know, they're not really picking up too much, but... I think it's going to be tonight. And she's like, okay, well, why don't you go lay down in your bed, turn the lights off, get some rest, because it's probably going to be a long night. 
I'm like, absolutely, you're so right. So I go upstairs, lay down. I've got my big water bottle. I'm sipping on my water. And I'm texting my friends. I think it's going to be tonight. So (laughs) I'll probably have a baby tomorrow. And my husband comes in. He's like, hey, you want me to call your mom and, like, ask her to go pick our son up from daycare later since, you know, maybe we'll leave for the hospital in a few hours or something? And I said, yeah, sure, go ahead. Then we don't have to worry about him. Because if we picked him up and then we had to drop him off at her house, you know, I was like, yeah, just ask her. So he goes into the other room to call her. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I felt like my body was splitting open. And I screamed so loud that my husband came running back into the room and he's like, what is wrong? Are you okay? And I was like, I don't know what just happened, but I am in pain. And he's like, white, right? Because he's like, that didn't sound very good. And I was like, right. that didn't feel very good. And it, it it like really felt like someone had just like taken a knife and like, like stabbed it across my stomach or something, right? Like uh-huh. out of the blue. Out of, I'm sitting here listening to this music and all of a sudden I was like, oh, okay, that hurt really bad. Right. So he's like, what do you want me to do? And I was like, well, why don't you start a bath for me so I can like, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll sit in the bath for a little bit and we'll wait for our doula to come over. Uh-huh. So he's like starting the bath and I'm trying to get undressed and I can't even physically get into the bath. I have a couple more of these contractions in over uh-huh. the, the next few minutes. And I'm like, I can't move. And my husband's like, I think we need to go, go to the hospital now. And I said, good idea. Let's just go. Right. Cause like you said, worst they're going to say is turn around and go home. Right. But right. I was like, they can't send me home if I'm in pain, right? <laughs> like, this hurts. I think not, right? Yeah. So I go to the bathroom, and I'm like, I'm like, Nick, grab me, like, a maxi dress or something. I was like, I, I don't even want to put pants on. Just grab me, like, a dress. And I go to the bathroom. And while I'm in the bathroom, I must have been in there for, like, three minutes. I had two of these contractions. And I just remember hurting so bad. That I was like pounding on the sides of the walls and like shaking my head like like ah to let it out yeah get this like energy out of me and I came out of that bathroom and I just like collapsed into my husband's arms he was standing right there waiting with my dress and I had this flashing thought in my head that I think the baby is coming like right now and I probably should not get into that car. But oh I couldn't, gosh. I couldn't get those words out because I was like, sort of like paralyzed too, like in this, like, uh, and so he's like, Hey, you want me to help you get dressed? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. And I just sort of started complying with what he was saying uh-huh. because the other part of my brain is like, well, if I don't go to the hospital, what am I supposed to do? Right? Yeah. Like I have to get to the hospital. So I have to just go, even though I'm in pain, but there was like this this flash of a panic thought, like, I have to stay here Uh because this baby is coming. Like, it's like my body was trying to tell me, like, you need to stop moving around and just, like, sit. You could Um, have been, like, one of those women who, like, had their babies in the toilet. Yes! (laughs) I thought I I almost did. So, (laughs) So we get out into the car, and I tell my husband, like, I need a towel. Because I'm thinking, what if my water breaks in the car, right? So I'm already in the car. And instead of putting them underneath me, 
he like tosses them at my feet in the floorboard. And here I am with this big belly that's like having these massive contractions. So I'm like, I can't bend down and grab that. So, but yeah. I couldn't, again, I couldn't like get my words out at this right. point. Right. Your was body like, was distracted. I was already done for. So we start driving and my husband calls my doula on speakerphone. Uh-huh. And we're probably about 40 minutes from the hospital. So from the moment that I had that first painful contraction, we got into the car in about 10, maybe like 12 minutes. Mm-hmm. So this whole thing, the bath and the, the toilet, like it was minutes. I got dressed and I got out the door. So it's not like we like sat around waiting for an hour to get out. I mean, we got out. Yeah. So we're in the car and um, I, I, I'm basically just having these contractions. They're coming on closer and closer. So like they're probably like a few minutes apart and now they're like two minutes apart. They're just getting closer and more intense. And I was yelling through them. My doula's on speakerphone, like, lower your voice, (laughs) take a nice deep breath. And I'm like, I can't do it! Fuck that, no. (laughs) She's like, lower your voice, your muscles are tensing. And I'm like, I don't care. (laughs) I was was not a very... um, 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 graceful or relaxed laboring mother at this point. So like I had, <laughs> I had one hand on like the oh shit handle, right, of uh-huh. my car, like holding like this. And the other hand would like hit my husband during every contraction. And I couldn't get in the back seat or even recline my, my seat because the car seats are installed right behind my seat right so like I'm literally sitting in the front seat buckled in like sitting straight upright straight up yeah yeah so I'm processing these contractions and right before we're about to get on the highway which is about halfway to the hospital Uh my doula asks my husband she's like Nick where are you guys and he's like I'm about to get on the on the highway now and she's like, I really think you should pull over and call for help. And he's like, no, her water hasn't even broken yet. We have tons of time. And so she's like, okay, I just, I really think that you should pull over. I think this is happening a lot faster than you realize. <laughs> and we got on the highway and I have another contraction and I feel a pop. Ooh. And I just remember, I very, very quietly said, because in between these contractions, right, these are so intense that in the, in the break time, I'm literally like like a rag doll in between the contractions where I just relax my whole body and I close my eyes and I'm like, I can't talk, don't talk to me, I don't want to, because I'm like conserving my energy for the next right, contraction. yeah. So I feel this pop, I get done with the contraction and I'm just sitting there and I go, my water just broke. And my husband's <laughs> like, what? And I go... My water just broke. And he goes, um, Melissa, my doula, he's like, she says her water just broke. And I just hear silence on the other side of the <laughs> As like, the doula's like, what did I women, say? <laughs> women are like, this baby is coming. And my husband is like, in denial, like, we're only 20 minutes away from the hospital. We got plenty of time. And I just hear my doula go, Ashley, I need you to prepare to meet your baby. And I was like, 
no like I was like nope mm -mm, this isn't happening nope (laughs) no this is not happening right close close it it all back up just I I need like a type a planner like have to know what what is happening before it happens I'm like I am not the type of person who can just like give birth in the car like nothing has happened so I'm like hell no and she's like Ashley I need you to like reach down there and like tell me what you feel and I had my legs squeezed so tight together because I was like, this baby's <laughs> not coming out in this car. I had them like crossed and like squeezed together that like my muscles are like shaking because they're squeezing so tight together. Right. I'm like, Mm-mm, I don't want, no, I'm not going to feel down there. She's like, Ashley, like, <laughs> like you can't stop it. You're going to have to just reach down there and feel and tell me what you feel so I can help you with this. And I was like, oh my God. Okay. So like. And wait, the whole to, time. Like, the car is still moving and you're on the, the freeway. Is, we are on the highway. We are <laughs> oh on an interstate and it's like 4.30 p.m. So we're getting into like rush hour traffic. Stop I and mean, go. <laughs> I am like buckled into the seatbelt and I'm just sitting there like having a baby. So um, I was able to like shimmy my dress up and like shimmy that postpartum diaper down. <laughs> so I put my hand down there and just to feel, and I'm like, I'm so terrified. I'm going to feel baby like halfway out of me, but I'm like, oh, I was like, I don't feel anything. I was like, it's just very wet. Right. I'm like, it's just wet. I don't feel anything. And she's like, okay, okay, good. After the next contraction, I need you to reach down there again and tell me what you feel. And I was like, okay. But now I start relaxing because I'm like, oh, no, I have tons of time. We're going to make it. Right. We start, like, getting off of the highway, right? And now I'm like, oh, we're, like, two miles from the hospital. Like, I can almost see it in the distance. This is fine. <laughs> so I have that next contraction, right? And then I reach down there and I'm like, oh, I can feel her head. <laughs> I was like, there, there is a bulge, and that feels like a head. Oh, <laughs> and she's like, okay, Ashley. She's like, I don't want you to push, okay? Just keep your hand there and tell me what you feel and don't push, uh-huh. okay? And my husband is just like, eyes on the road. Like, I'm, we're almost there. We're almost there. <laughs> don't do yeah. anything. We're almost there, right? <laughs> <clears throat> And I'm like, okay. And that's when I had the sudden urge to poop that uh, everyone always talks about. Oh, for sure. So I go, oh, I just need to poop. And my doula goes, no, 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 no. Don't poop, don't poop. And I'm like, yeah, I just need to poop. If I can just poop a little bit, if I just poop a little bit, I'm going to feel so much better. I just need to poop. She goes, Ashley, don't poop. And all of a sudden I started to feel it. Yeah. And it was... Like someone took a rolling pin and just like started rolling down my stomach. My muscles started convulsing in this way that was like a wave down my stomach and I couldn't stop it. I was like, (laughs) no, stop. Don't do that. What are you doing? Stomach? don't do that. No, don't. (laughs) And I'm like holding on to this like bulge of a head and like we turn the corner and her head just came out in that next contraction. So now I'm panicked because I'm like, I have to get the rest of her body out. Like, I can't just have her head out and not yeah. not see her, not know what's going on. So at this point when, like, her head's out, that's when my husband was able to grab, like, the phone that I had thrown across the car at some point 
and he got 911 on speakerphone. So he's got Bridula on the car speakerphone, and he calls 911. And oh he's like, God. we're still driving, though. He didn't pull over. We're still driving, and her head's out. <clears throat> and so I hear them. They're like, do you need, like, fire or medical? He's like, medical, medical. <laughs> my, my, my wife's having a baby in the car. Medical. <laughs> so by the time the operator actually picked up in that next contraction, her whole body had come out. Wow. So, um, my husband kind of looks over and he just goes, "Never mind, the baby's already out." And he hangs <laughs> up on nine one one. Oh my gosh! So I just, she just slid out. I mean, she was like tiny and slippery and just like slid right out. And I grabbed her and I turned her around. And like my biggest fear in that moment was like, "Oh my gosh, don't drop her because she's right. so slippery. Like, don't drop her." So I grabbed her and I twisted her around and she was wide awake, like alert and looked right in my eyes. And like, I knew as soon as she locked eyes with me, I was like, oh, she's perfectly okay. I can relax. And I just remembered, I was like, oh yeah, I'm supposed to like make her cry or something. And like my doula is like, Ashley, how does she look? How does she look? And I was like, she looks good. And I like put her on my chest and I start patting her butt and I can feel her start to... Like, and start, like, making those little baby cries. And, like, probably within a minute or two, we pulled right up to the ER. (laughs) And so my husband jumps out of the car, runs around, and there's, like, a valet woman standing there who comes and opens my door. And he's yelling at her, my wife had a baby in the car, but she didn't quite process it. So she opens my front door, and she just sees... And she goes, what <laughs> and she like runs into the ER and she comes back and there's a team of like 30 people running out of the ER with like a stretcher to us. So immediately the doctor comes over and he's like, I'm going to cut the cord. And I was like, no, no, we're good. I was like, she's fine. I'm fine. Just take us both. I don't want you to take her. Cause I was so afraid. I'm like, if they cut the cord, they're going to take her and they're going to put her on a different stretcher than me. I was like, no, 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 you can take us both. And so they helped me out of the car, put me on a stretcher, umbilical cord still attached this whole time. And she's just laying on my chest. They take our vitals. We're both good. They didn't bother her. They just like put a blanket over us. We were totally fine. Wow. so funny because now when I can compare the two different experiences I had I was so out of it during my first birth but I was so clear-headed during this one and I think it's just really because like my first one I had the epidural I had Pitocin like I had all of these meds in my system and so there was a lot also like coming off of that stuff I'm like getting you know you know there that mixing with all those hormones that are like raging through your body. It's insane, yeah. This time I was super clear-headed. It's like mm-hmm. I could remember everything. It's like my senses were like super heightened and I felt fine. That was the craziest thing was I was not in pain after I gave birth. It's crazy cuz they always say like your second one or any baby but your first comes quicker, but that's like a whole new I mean, 38 hours from water breaking to birth with my first and about 20 minutes between water breaking and birth with my second. That is wild. Yes. And so, you know, before 
before this happened to me, I had always heard those stories about people giving birth in their car. And I'm like, how does that happen? Like, how do you let that happen? You know when you're going into labor. Like, how do you not go to the hospital on time? And now I'm one of those people. And now I feel like I have to explain myself all the time. I'm like, it happened that fast that I went from having, like, barely any contractions that were, like, 15 to 20 minutes apart to being what I now realize was transition. My, that first contraction started it. I was in transition. And I didn't know. Wow. So I really probably could have just like laid down right then and there and had the baby then. But I, I in my head, I'm like, well, we have to get to the hospital. So, right. so That's my crazy. Yeah. And the idea of like calling an ambulance to come get us, I was like, that's going to be less comfortable than like my husband just driving Driving. me to the hospital. Yeah. So like all of these thoughts that you have in your head when you're like, oh, the baby's coming now. Well, we we just need to get there because you think you still have a couple of hours at least. Yeah. I mean, I think that's like people are always like when you know, you know, that's totally I feel like that's totally not true for every situation you don't always know know. (laughs) you know it's it's like I don't want my story to scare people because I certainly don't want every pregnant woman to be like oh I had like a twinge I should probably get to the hospital but she came so fast because she she wasn't in distress she was like her her heart rate was fine she was fine I pulled her out and she looked like she looked like she had been here all along she's like I'm good I'm good which, Thank by goodness. the way, like, I feel like was a good call for your husband to keep driving. Like, that couldn't have been easy. But I feel like if my husband would have stopped yeah. on the side of the road or wherever, I would have been like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, exactly. we need to get there. Let's, let's get there. <laughs> I mean, the first yeah. half of the car ride, I still thought, like, I'm getting an epidural when I show up. Yeah. So I was like, get there as fast as you can. Not because I thought I was going to have the baby in the car, but because... I just was in pain and I was like, I need them to turn this off. I don't want to feel it anymore. (laughs) That's such a funny story. I mean, I feel like it's definitely not a cautionary tale for people who are pregnant for the first time. If anything, I feel like it's a cautionary tale for people who are going to have their second baby because that could, I feel like that could totally happen. I'm constantly hearing like the second is so much faster, but that is the fastest I've heard. No, I, I think a lot. I'm like, was there anything I could have done differently? And I'm like, no, but it worked out fine. It was okay. I feel like you, you know? handled it as like the best you could in that situation. <laughs> like they don't teach you that in your like prenatal classes. Like, you know, if you have to have your baby in a car, here's what you do. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. There should be like a, a second time prenatal class that starts to teach you like emergency things like if you're on the toilet and all of a sudden your baby's coming out here's how you catch your own baby but there are two pressing questions i have to ask okay the first is did you poop in your car yes one thousand (laughs) percent i did (laughs) and who had to clean it that's the real question your husband right yes my husband and my doula, so my doula pulled up in the ER, like, right behind us. So she okay. was right there. 
Um, so when we got situated in labor and delivery, my husband and Dula went down. They're like, we're going to bring up, you know, your labor bag and all that with your labor snacks and stuff in it uh-huh. that I didn't need anymore. We're going to bring up like your, your suitcase and, um, clean the car a little bit because the other thing was like, really, <laughs> the car's going to smell when we yeah. go to leave and go home because yeah. it's just going to sit there. So they went down yeah. and cleaned it up and they said, actually, they were like, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> because I was sitting, right? And so gravity, like everything was still kind of like in me until I stood up. Oh, now, so it was all outside the car. The sidewalk <laughs> at the ER entrance looked like someone had been murdered. I feel like I they've up, seen it all. <laughs> everything came out. And I was like, those poor ER people. Oh my gosh, whoever had to clean that up, I feel so bad. They're used but to they it. did <laughs> they did clean up the car and my doula said there was adult poop and baby poop in the car. <laughs> Could you imagine just like rolling that through a car detail center and being like, here you go. Like I'm here for my $25 standard interior cleaning. And there's like adult and child poop. In the- <laughs> so we did call a car detail company when we got home. But my husband was very honest with the guy on the phone. He's like, yeah, so my wife gave birth in the car. So, you know. There's a little blood, there's a little poop, there's, like, maybe some other fluids. Like, we just kind of need this car cleaned up. And so he was like, he's like, you'd be surprised the kinds of things we see, no problem. But I guess he forgot to tell the two people he sent out to our house. Because they showed up, and, like, again, my husband's showing them, and they're like, what the hell happened in this car? And my husband's like, um, they didn't warn you? Uh, my wife, my wife gave birth in the front seat. And he goes, dude, no way. <laughs> it's like, yeah, sorry, you have to clean that up. That is so Yeah, funny. definitely pooped in the car. Yeah. <laughs> so now nice. everyone who gets everyone who gets in our car now, right, they're like, they kind of like take a second and they look around. They're like, you got a new car, right? And I'm like, no, that's where I gave birth. <laughs> Here's the, the other question. The last question I had is, with this whole experience, like, are you going to have another kid? Would you have another kid after that? Or Heck no. <laughs> <laughs> so we were done before my birth okay. story. Like, we had we had our son, we have our daughter, and we're like, okay, great. We've got, you know, a boy and a girl. They're close in age. I'm done. And it's really, like, my husband didn't want more than two kids anyway. I'm like, ah, uh, I could maybe have a third kid. But pregnancy is just, it's tough. It's It's tough on your body. It's tough on your mental state. And I'm like, I just can't see giving up like another almost year of my life to to being in that physical state when I also have to take care of the two kids I already have. You know, it's a lot of energy. Um, But I do joke that if I was going to have a third one, I think I would just stay home this time and just be like, yep, I'm in bed. It's just, it's happening right here. Just call them to come pick me up. I got to say, this story is crazy. And it's funny because like the way that my birth worked is I never got to experience the contractions because I don't want to tell the whole story because it's like not that exciting, but pretty much I went in for um, them to put like a a cervical balloon and they accidentally broke my water and they're like oh you can't leave now so I never got to experience like that like let me take out my stopwatch and like count how far apart they are they were just like whoops sorry we broke your water you can't leave so it makes me wonder like what if something like that could totally happen with the second 
tell this story to scare people. I think it's funny, like, I looking back on too. it. Because we're both fine. I mean, yeah. it was a happy ending. Obviously, this would be a much different story if something was wrong. But, like, we were both good, and uh, I felt fine afterwards. She was perfectly fine afterwards, and now we can just laugh at it. The, yeah. the shit that our bodies go through and then the stuff that we do when we have no choice is just insane. Like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Man, what yep. a fun story. That was so much fun. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> well, applause for you and applause for women because, man. Yes. Men could Women not do it if they had to. <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> but they can drive the car, which is a pretty amazing feat yes. in itself. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he had to focus in a totally different way. <laughs> oh, well, thanks so much for that story. That was awesome. That was so fun. Of course, and thank you for having me so I could share my story. Yeah. It was a pleasure speaking with you. Oh, it was so fun. Thanks for listening to another episode of Motherhood WTF. Next week, I am joined by the amazing Taylor Cordell, a sex and couples therapist located in Texas. We have a great conversation about labor recovery, sex and intimacy after a child, and a great heart-to-heart for those who are not sure if they want to have a baby or not in the future. It's a great conversation, one I wish I had before I had my son, and I think that it would be very valuable for so many women. So tune in next week. And reminder, I have a Facebook community page, so if you're interested in joining and meeting more amazing women, click the link in the show's bio. See you next week.